Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hello, wild women. Welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Guys, I am so excited. We have been holding off on recording this podcast for a little while. And I got this question in my DMs on good old Insta from an old friend. And the minute I received it, I thought, Thank God someone asked this question because I know that so many of you probably think the exact same thing. You know when someone stands up in the room and is just like, okay, I gotta know. I just gotta know. Well, and before we even dive into reading the question, like I love this. I feel like we've been getting this so much from our clients lately. I feel like these are the questions we ask our coach. It's like, how do you like do it? How do you make these decisions? Like wanting to see like the process behind the scenes, not just the like, you know, the final result or what's showing on Instagram. 
Totally. Above and beyond the decisions, it's like, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. Like, just forget the decisions. It's like, how do you function? You know, how do you make it all happen? How do you hold space for it all? How are you, how are you making it work? And I think that women especially look at other women all the time and think, how do you do it? What makes it work for you? And could I try that on? And could it make my life easier? And might that work for my family? So... And I think that approach is so important too to recognize. It's like, how could it work for me? Could I try this on? Not that it's like, it works for her. So that's exactly what's going to work for me. But it's like, oh yeah, we get to pull in the pieces that feels good for us. We get to see like, oh, that's how she's doing it. Like that actually looks like it might work for me. Let me see. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I'm going to read this question. It says, okay, Rob, I have a question that I've been dying to ask you from working mother to working mother. I know Insta is a strange portal of quote unquote reality sometimes, and you guys know it is, but to me, it seems as though you're spending glorious, fun filled days with your children every day, which is so lovely every day in adventure insert hard eyes here. My question is, when do you get work done? Do you have a nanny? Does dunk watch them for a certain number of hours a day? Are they in daycare? I don't want this to seem rude. I am genuinely struggling with trying to find a schedule that will work when I go back to work after mat leave. And I'm wanting to have glorious adventure filled days with kids too. I know you're a busy woman, so no need to respond quickly. Well, this response is about mm, a month late, but nonetheless, here it is. Here we go. Here, here we, go. we go. So you guys, what makes it all work? Uh, well, the one thing that I think before we even dive into, like we can, I mean, we're going to get into what makes it work for us right now, but we've really been through it all. We've been, you know, working when our kiddos are attached to our hips. We've been building this empire when we've had more support, when Dunk has been on Pat leave. We've been building this business as my husband's been traveling. Now he's home. Like we've really been through it all. And there's different seasons of our life and our entrepreneurial journey that different things worked. Some things didn't work so well, but we still like, we were still making it happen. We were still showing up. Yeah. And I think that this is one of the things to remember or to keep in mind if you own your own business is that you have started your own venture so that it it can adapt with you, right? It gets to change. It gets to pivot. The momentum gets to shift. And sometimes we have literally had seasons in our businesses where we've been like, businesses, as if there's multiple. No. <laughs> business. Sometimes it feels wait, like there's like, multiple wait a minute. with totally. all the things we put out. But Totally. No, that just is one. one. <clears throat> we've had seasons in our in our business where we've intentionally sat down and said, you know, let's take a step back. Let's be with our families. We're both traveling. You've got this going on. Let's allow ourselves more space. Let's allow ourselves to a little bit less strategy, a little bit more pleasure, right? And we've done a really great job at getting to this place where we have learned how to balance both and maintain both and have both, which feels really good. But that's also, you know, been a practice. Yeah. And I think one important commitment that you and I made to each other was like, we're best friends, we're moms, like there's so much more of who we are outside of women who run this badass business. So how can we lead in our energy? How can we commit to like being friends first to creating from a place of pleasure and inviting play into our work? Yeah. And 
I mean, one thing on that too, that's kind of, I mean, I feel important for our entire audience to know is that our friendship always comes first, you know, it's, and it's mushy, you know, it's like, are you being a friend? Are you being a boss? Are you being a, like, what, you know? And so those lines are, yeah, pretty foggy. And we are both so different, guys. So this is going to be cool because you're really going to get an insight. But Jack's lines between being a boss and a mom are really blurry. Like you're really good at doing a lot of things when you're with your kids. Like you can talk about business. You can be multitasking with I am like, yeah. no. Yeah. And I and it's interesting that you use the word blurry because I'm like, oh, it feels very fluid for me. You know, like yeah. it, it's like this, like for you, it feels blurry to be like, with your kids and to be responding to like DMs and doing stuff. And for me, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm like in the energy to like, to do both. Yeah. But I would say it doesn't feel blurry for me. No, I'm saying it would feel blurry if you were operating the way I was operating. Oh yeah. And And, and for me, it's not blurry. It's like fluid. It feels good. Right. Sorry. I wasn't saying blurry is like a negative thing. I'm saying you can blur the line between mom and boss and be one thing at the same moment. Yeah. For me, I am like, I'm with my kids. Don't call me. Don't message me. And anyone who knows me is like, my phone lives on do not disturb. And I intentionally ignore 99% of all things that come in until I'm ready. Because when I'm with my girls, I want to be in that moment. And I don't have the capacity to like switch gears instantly, you know? So I find for myself, if I am checking DMs or if I am like even if I let my brain start thinking about work, then I personally am drawn out of the moment. I've been through so many times and seasons again where I haven't honored that boundary for myself and I've tried to do it all. And if y'all know human design at all, frustration is real. And I turn into a not nice person to be around when I'm in that zone of just like, oh, leave me the fuck alone. Like, stop asking me. And and I have said to you before, too, like, we cannot talk about work. Like, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, if we're taking, if we're having a hang date with our kiddos, if you're coming over for sushi, if we're going to the park, like, no work. And then I, and because I like just move into these places, I'm like, okay, <gasps> Oh, She's no. like, so what do you think about, what about this law? What about, and I'm like, no. dun, 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 dun. I'm just going to go <laughs> skip in the river. <laughs> but it's, it's really real for me. That line is really real for me. And then we've like played with how that works. You know, when we talk about friendship, we're like, okay. And you guys, we have like literally tried it all. We're like, okay, texting is just for friendship conversation. <laughs> oh my God. Let's use, let's use messenger for anything business related. Let's use... Voxer. Uh, Let's Voxer. try Voxer. Let's try all of these things. And then what happens is we get into excited energy. We'll like get off a call. Like this morning, we got off a call with our coach and then we're like <gasps> in excited and celebrating. So we're like, okay, is that friendship? Because we're like celebrating and in vibes, but then it, yeah. it's funny. It is funny. And you know what? It's interesting because you start to learn what, what works for you and what doesn't. And I'm just going to straight out say this, like the excited energy in my texts feels good. Mm-hmm. Detail-oriented bullshit, scheduling, blah, 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 like in my text messages squashes my vibe. So those belong in Voxer. Oh, I know. You know? Because then I get to choose when to tap into it. Anyone who's listening to this who runs their own business or anyone who is listening to this, let me rephrase this. Anyone who's listening to this who who needs strong, firm boundaries to 
protect their own energy, you need to know that it is your responsibility to communicate what you need. And one thing that I have learned and that is an ongoing practice for me is like not to open the things if I don't want to be disturbed. Mm -hmm. Like if I don't want someone in my energy, then I need to learn to repattern my phone habits. Like don't pick it up. Don't go there. Don't, don't lean into it. You know? Well, I find even sometimes for our clients, because pretty much on weekends, you and I are like, okay, this is family time. We've really started our Sundays unplugged. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and I, I love that we always get messages, you know, from clients or maybe not so much, but like sometimes it's like, I know, like, I'm sorry to message you on a Saturday. And it's like, if I want to tap in on a Saturday, I'll tap in. If I want to wait till Monday, I'll wait till Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, on a scheduling front, maybe we should start with schedule. 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 Well, this is such a joke of a conversation because our schedules are also all over the place. Our schedules are so different, truthfully, yours and mine. They overlap a little bit, but they're quite different, really. And my schedule changes a, a lot. lot. My schedule changes a lot, which feels really good for me. And, and terrible for me. <laughs> it drives me crazy. And this is so rooted in our human design too. Like I like consistency. I like structure. And I, I like flow, baby. I do yeah. not like structure. I do not like routine. I like resist anything routine. I resist like bedtime routine with my kids like routine no yeah and I think the thing about routine for me is not like my days all look different but I like to know that I have space every day and truthfully that is what my routines create for me it's mm -hmm. like I know that I have space from 10 to 6 I know that my kids are going to be asleep by 8 30 so I have from 8 30 to 10 like I just know I have that time and that for me is like I cannot function without that I'm just sitting over here thinking how much I love this conversation because I'm sure there's people listening right now being like, can you guys just give it to me? Like, what do you do? And isn't there just like one solution, one answer? Doesn't it get to be just like that easy? And I'm sitting here being like, oh, no, it's like actually a huge permission slip that like you get to do this the way that works for you. Rob's going to give you, you know, her schedule, how it works for her. I'm going to tell you and share with you how it works for me. And again, this is where you get to try it on. What works for you? What works for your family? What works for your business? I have a question. Mm -hmm. What are your kids? What are my kids? Like, do they, their human design, like your human design likes flow. What do their human designs they like? They are flow. The They're only one flow? who's not flow is, is Sisha. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Okay, cool. Interesting, hey? Yeah. I'd like to know what my, I don't know what the girls are. Do you know what's really interesting though? So this piece of information comes in your arrows in your human design, which is a highly conditioned it's just very highly conditioned for most people. So I feel like even if my kiddos' arrows weren't uh, more flowy in nature like they mine, would be conditioned they, would, to like they would be flow. conditioned because as babies, I literally like picked them up and we were on the go and they were like changing houses every five yeah. seconds and sleeping in, you know, at my mom's and my sister's and yeah. my place and your place. And, you know, so like they've just like, I think they would have been conditioned anyways to yeah. be really adaptable all the time yeah and we've always been like halfway like never blackout curtains never like rigid sleep training like nap schedules and stuff but like she's got to nap sometime and she's got to be in bed sometime like 
Do you know what I mean? It's like a fluid routine. And I don't I even know. I'm like, if there's a spectrum, then you're at one way end and I'm like somewhere in the middle, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember like as Kane was a baby, our friends being like, why does your baby go to bed at like midnight? Why is your baby like out at the Four Seasons at one a.m. on Saturday? You're like, because ah, it works for me. I love it. Totally. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Okay. So how does it work? We've already kind of started talking about space. And for me, creating this, the feeling of spaciousness in my life is very important because without the spaciousness, everything else starts to shut down. Sexuality, creativity, my vibe is like bleh when I feel like people are like stealing my time or like squashing my space. That's the only way can I, I can extract it. If you could see me right now, you would just be like cringing. Like <laughs> I even talking about it. I'm like tightening my muscles. It physically makes me uncomfortable. I really don't like it. So I've created and, and my husband and I have worked together to create like maximum spaciousness. So um, we have a full-time nanny. She's fairly new to us. I mean, she started in May, I think. So May, June, July, August. So four months in. Yes, I'm like definitely like May-ish because I think of like those two months when there was... Hell. <laughs> I was going to say it a bit. Hell. <laughs> Stay at... I know. There are so many of you who can relate to this. Stay-at-home momming, running a full-time business. I was like literally waking up at 5 a.m. so I could have space in my day, 5 a.m. till 8 a.m. and Dunk would leave for work and he would be gone from work for uh, from 8 a.m. until like 6.30 p.m. And every single second in between, I just had no space. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than I had no space. And so then I, we would put the girls to bed and then I would work again from like 8 till 10.30. And one thing about me is if I don't go to bed before 10, and this is an Ayurvedic thing that I've learned about my my actual like physical makeup, but if I don't go to bed before 10 p.m., then my like second wave of creativity comes on. So actually what was happening so often is that it would be like 10.13 and I would be like, oh, fuck, I'm already in it. I'm already in the wave. And sure enough, it would be like one in the morning and I would still be writing, still be creating. I'm just going to put a side note in here, you guys. This is when Robin likes to text about business things at 1.30 in the morning, breaking those rules that Biz goes in Boxer because she would be so excited. excited. Like This is where I could totally feel her creative waves. My Manny Gen vibes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is your Manny Gen vibes. And the sacral is turned on when that life force, that like energy where you're lit up by your work moves through you. There is no stopping it. Totally. And those are the like moments during the like real COVID shutdown that I felt like the most alive. <laughs> you know, like, oh, hallelujah, everyone's sleeping. I have space. So one day... My husband sent me a message. This was like week 11. Week 11 was when things started to go really wrong. <laughs> and my husband sent me a message in the middle of the day. He's like, how are you, babe? How's your day going? And I didn't even answer him. And when he got home, I was like, you really need to stop sending me those messages because Do you nothing. you to hear the yeah, answer? Like, no. These days... And COVID was so, like, the real shutdown was so, I don't know if, if any of you are, like, finding the humor in this yet, but for me, it started as, like, a full fucking vacation. Like, March came, and I was like, shutdown? 
space. Like, let's just clear our calendars. We all have like obligatory space. We had like the best weather here in Squamish. It was sunny. We were drinking rosé every day. I was hanging out with my girls. I was like, this is awesome. Tried my hand at homeschooling. Like I actually loved the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the like joy meter just kept going like, and it just like exploded week 11 when there was no end in sight no end in sight zero i mean yeah anyway so dunk sensing this message one day and he's like uh how's your day going and i was like yeah you need to stop asking me those questions because this is it's no longer funny you know there's no humor in this and and like it triggers my like, it, my day is not going very well, you know? And you're like, you're there driving to work, oh, having just- coffee for 45 minutes by yourself <laughs> on the highway. You're like, no, you're taking, you get that space. I, and I think a, a thing to remember here is Dunk was on paternity leave for 15 months, you guys. He started back at work full time, 50 hours a week, seven days before the shutdown seven days. It was literally like we were trying to adjust Winnie into um, daycare. It was going terribly. Remember how brutal drop-offs were? It was awful. So Dunk like went back to work. I was like, okay, we're already in transition. Then all of a sudden it was like, just kidding, full-time stay-at-home mom. (laughs) (laughs) You know, anyways. So this day, Dunk came home and he was like, you know, this obviously isn't working. Your business is taking off because our business was skyrocketing during this time. So our business was taking off. And this is when we like really realized like, yeah, if if we want to stay together and if we if these kids are going to be well nourished, then we need help, you know? This was the time I was very selective about the text I'd sent. I'm like, do not ask her if she can do a call tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Week 11. There's, yeah, this is like mind. Yeah, it's like one of the, it's like a minefield. You never know what you're going to get. For real, Week 11 was tragic. It was rough. If we're in a history book, you get to week 11 and you start crying. You really start feeling for the main character. Oh, so in comes Margaret and we hired a full-time nanny and that, I mean, changed things for our entire family, obviously. Space for Dunk, who is a projector and also needs alone time, but is also like the most like loving family man and, and such a acts of service guy. So he gets things done. He gets to go biking and golfing and I have space and we get to go on dates every week. And yeah, the nanny really changed things for us. And then the other thing that I love about our nanny schedule is she's super flexible. So I typically don't like to start my workday before 11, which sounds super luxurious and awesome. And it is, but I like to work out. I like to have a few minutes to like gather myself, journal, and just like have a little bit of space before I dive into back-to-back client calls. Our nanny will start usually around 10. So this is where the time with my girls comes in because my girls are up early so I can have the morning with them. You know, I can make pancakes or go for a walk or um, sometimes we'll go for drives or just play. And so even having like that three hours in the morning feels soul connecting and like I get to tap into mamahood, you know? Yeah. And then she's super flexible and 
some days I finish early, some days, Fridays, she does, you know, she finishes by two so we can start Adventurous Weekend and we, she comes camping like we've been camping a whole bunch this summer and she just comes and meets us at the campsite and... And I think that's the thing. You've created something that really works for you guys, you know? And then when you were clear, when you were like, oh, this is like what we're desiring. This is the, I want to feel space. I want to be able to like go camping with my girls. You know, you said that to me the beginning of the summer, like Dunk's working a lot and I want to be able to do this. Then you were able to like find the support that was going to allow you to do that. Exactly. And the cool thing about that is, I mean, you guys, we've been camping. We're, we're about to go camping again. So I think in total, we've spent like four weeks-ish, four-ish weeks camping. And like Dunk goes to work every day. You know, it's just like a normal work week. He literally gets up, showers, puts his clothes on and like leaves for work. And like we stay and have a campfire or or make breakfast or journal on the RV. And then our nanny comes to the RV site. Like it's so, you know, for me, I'm just like, it feels like such a dream. But for some moms, like I literally had one of my neighbors, (laughs) Sarah, if you're listening, you're going to laugh at this, but I literally had one of my neighbors. I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you living in like our RV is like 150 square feet? Maybe. I don't even know what that means, but it's small. It's like a living room, like a crammed living room with a stove in it and beds. And, you know, and she was like, what are you even doing? Like living in that small thing doing this to yourself and I was like I don't know for me this is my dream and it's so interesting when you look at it like that from that perspective I remember when I moved to Costa Rica with when Sloan was four months old Kane was two and a half I remember a mom literally like said to me she's like you are living my nightmare yeah right now she was in Costa Rica without her kids on vacation she's like yeah nightmare right here and Mm -hmm. I was like oh my gosh this is like the most incredible. Like when mm-hmm. I look back even now, like the memories and the time there was like, was my dream. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody else's nightmare. Totally. But this is the thing, right? I think so often we look at other women and we think, should I want that? Should I be trying to do that? Should I be taking my kids on vacation? Should I be camping? Should I be exposing them to the outdoors? Should we be trying to live in small spaces? Like, no. There's, the answer is just No. You know, as a grown ass woman, what you want, what feels good for you. If it's in you, it's in you, you know, and whatever is in each of us is so different and our desires are so different and the schedules, the routines. I mean, just looking at you and I and the way that we operate, it's so different. I know. I'm over here being like, how asking like scheduling for me? Like, where do I even start? Because my schedule literally changes like all the time because I desire it to because Mm -hmm. I desire like when I go away with my kids it's like on a road trip and I drive across the country last summer we drove from BC down to San Diego again people think like you're insane you're gonna spend that much amount of time with your kids and then Craig and I adapt our schedule so that I can be so that I can be working that he can be working as well he has a startup business for himself so like we both like this was the thing for us during when COVID hit we had quite a bit of support before our kids well Kane was in school Sloan was in daycare like the daycare ski school combo was four days a week and what I had found then is where I really needed the support was somebody helping me around the house so I had hired somebody to come in and do my laundry and cooking and cleaning and that was like that for me allowed me to boss 
when I desired to boss, which was like mostly during the days. And then allowed me to be with my kiddos when, you know, typically before I would be like, okay, now I have to pack lunches for tomorrow. I have to get supper ready. I have to blah, 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 do all the things. Because at that point, Craig had been traveling so much. So I was a lot of solo momming. So I was like, okay, how much support, like what support feels good for me? And it was in support, not more childcare, was like more help. Help. Well, I think this is a big thing too that we, I, I'm, I love that we're getting into this because we don't need to suffer, mm. you know? And I know that there are women listening who are like, oh yeah, it must be nice to be able to afford a full-time nanny. It must be nice to be able to afford full-time help. And I get it. And I know that this is not available to everyone. And truthfully, when it was, when it was my husband's idea to hire the full-time nanny, I almost peed on the floor because I was like, I can't believe that you're suggesting this expense like i'm like i was amazing right beside you that would have been a big old puddle that was a big (laughs) one big old puddle like remember the texts i sent you like how is this real you know because for me i remember when the first time i ever wrote my 111 desire list i wouldn't even let myself like a full-time nanny was like not even in my it was didn't even feel like it was in my desire realm because i was so shut off to the idea that i couldn't even realize or like allow myself to understand how good it would feel to be that supported. So I didn't even know. And you were like, have you ever thought of a nanny? And I was like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe that would feel good, like a few hours a week. And you were like, yeah, what about more than a few hours a week? And I have been for, like just dropping hints for maybe about a year, being like, a what year. do you guys think? What do you guys think? Well, I think even before. Yeah. Even before when, at one point, I was like, oh, we can nanny share. Totally. Totally. And I don't know why it took me so long, but also I think women, you know, we hold on to these archetypes of like, no, I can be the superwoman. I can do all of it. I can cook and clean and not just cook, but like cook vegetarian from scratch and clean while I'm listening to podcasts or recording a podcast. Like we just try and fandangle. Fandangle? I like that. I like it. (laughs) I like that. We just try and fandangle <laughs> all these ways that we can do it all. And I remember having this realization that like, mm, 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 no. A- and our business got to a point, truthfully, where I was like, oh, no, if if we want to take this to the next level, then everything has got to go to the next level. Well, this is how that conversation came up between Craig and I to like hire someone to come into our home to support, really to support me, <laughs> was that... Like I said, he was gone. He was gone like 60, 70% of the time. And I was always like, why does life feel easier when you're here? Why do things like run more smoothly? And I was like, oh, because I have time for me to be a projector. And like also there's two of you. I know. Like, duh, it feels easier. But he really was like the person that like did everything. (laughs) I see it. I know. You don't have to sugarcoat. You guys, Jack does. Sorry. Can I be honest? (laughs) Jack does nothing. <laughs> Jack is serves tea. I'm sorry. But it's true. And it is the projector in you. And it is just you. Like Robin comes over and is like, Craig, can I make you a coffee? Because like, I know you never get that. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, can I take care of you? Let me love you, baby. Do you, what do you need? And he's just like, looks at me with like puppy dog eyes. He's like, oh. <gasps> Yes, please. Like Jack loves to be served and she's the teacher for all of us in like how to receive. But when Craig's gone, I could see you struggling. 
Yeah, because then the first things that go for me then if if I is like my all the things that are good for my soul, my time by myself, my meditation, my spiritual work, like that's what goes out the door for me. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like, okay, I'd pick up my kids from school or from daycare. And then it was like a rush to get home, a rush to get fed, a rush to blah, blah, blah. And everything just felt so rushed to me. And I was like, this isn't like why I'm doing this to like not spend any like good time with my kids. Well, and let's talk about good time with kids. You know, because there's that like shitty ass shit time in the morning that's like everyone's still waking up and, you know, sometimes that's the best, but sometimes it's not the best. And when you're trying to get them ready for bike camp and get them out the door, get them to daycare, get them to a place like that time can feel it. There's can be a lot of friction there. Yeah. Right. And then when you get them home. Yeah. Well, when I say good time, I mean like quality time for me is high on my list in the love languages. Yes. And I'm like, hey, it's not that I need to spend. And I think this is the thing, you know, in that message that it looks like you're always on these adventures with your kids and you're always doing this. It's like we carve space, I think you and I pretty much in a good chunk of our days for that, but it's not all day. So again, on Instagram, you're getting the like two hours where there was that good quality time. Yeah. I agree. And then I I would say that that was the one thing in that message that I really want to point out is like, I do not spend six, well, some days I do, but I don't spend all day with my kids. You know, I don't spend every day adventuring with my kiddos. But when I do have time with them, I am like rolling around on the floor building forts or out picking blackberries or hunting for slugs or at the river or, you know, like, I am so with them. And, you know, the one thing that I've noticed also that you and I are good at is like doing it even though it's annoying. Yeah, we. I was just going to say like we pick up and go with our kids a lot. Like we love to be in that space of exploring. Like even honestly, as we were like packing to go up to Whistler for like two days for my daughter's birthday, I was like, I, I think I packed more for two days than I did when my entire family moved to Costa Rica for four months. Because I was like, there, I just could pack a bathing suit, some shorts. I'm like, here to go to Whistler. We were like staying in a suite. And then they had bike camp. So I was packing their bike camp stuff and clothes for like that it was raining one day and it was sunny the next day and swim stuff and beach stuff and food. You know what I mean? Like there was like so much, but I was like, it's worth it. You know, mm-hmm. it's worth it to do the annoying things to then spend that time. To spend that time. And this is really funny because my husband and I are completely opposite on this, like with everything. Like Dunk would be like, oh, if you're if you're going to travel nine hours to fly to Europe, then you have to stay there for two weeks to make it worth it. And I'm like, let's fly to Paris for 24 hours. Like, who cares? Like that flight is a vacation. Yeah, I'm like, give me that champagne. But honestly, that is so in my nature is just to be like live in the moment, even if the moment is only 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not just going to sit there and play dead for 60 seconds because it's only 60 seconds. And this is where I think so many women limit themselves, whether it's in motherhood, in business, in self-pleasure. It's like, well, I only have this amount of time. Like, is Mm -hmm. it worth it? Yeah. It's worth it. Okay. Can we talk about time and self-pleasure for a minute? Because I want to talk about that. Just this is like a little... Insert. Yeah. This is like, hello, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we're going to talk about time and self pleasure. I think this is such a good example because 
I'm going to fully disclose here. <laughs> this is going to be maybe too much. This is rated R. I'm like, what is coming what? out? If they're just seeing Jacqueline's face, if there's kids in the room, well, I'm not going to use explicit language, but we already have. It doesn't matter, you know? So yesterday, self-pleasure session went down, but we had a live to do at two o'clock and I got inspired to do stories. So I I was ready for a self-pleasure session all set up. And then all of a sudden I got struck with inspiration to do these Instagram stories. So I did the Instagram stories and then I was like, God, I only have like seven minutes was my first thought. I only have seven minutes for self-pleasure. Dang. And when we attach time to pleasure, we invite pressure in and pressure squashes pleasure right? It's really hard to feel pleasure when you feel pressure to feel it or to receive it, right? So here's the thing, you guys. The idea of self-pleasure is not to have the best orgasm of your life. The idea is not to climax every single time. It's just to receive the currency of pleasure, right? So those seven minutes I did have an orgasm after all, but as soon as I removed the pressure from it and just allowed myself to receive pleasure for seven minutes, it changed the entire way that I received for those seven minutes. Do you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. I'm thinking of like all of the areas that we put pressure on time, whether it's with pleasure, whether it's with clients, whether with it's, you know, with our kids, like everywhere that we put pressure on time. Well, and this is such another cool thing because last night at dinner, Jack's mom asked me, are you just a workout nut or what? Or are you like a workout queen? And I was like, no, I do exercise every day, but sometimes it's for 10 minutes, right? It's like little chunks of time. Like, oh, I have 20 minutes before a client call. Perfect. I'll do a 12 minute arm workout. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like looking at time differently and connecting who you want to be with the amount of time you have. Like if I have seven minutes, who do I want to be during that seven minutes? Oh, and how often, like, I mean, I know I've definitely said this, well, I don't have 60 minutes. I'm not going to take 60 minutes to work out, so might as well just not. Yeah, you know what I say to that? When we think like 10 minutes, 13 minutes doesn't count, like seven minutes doesn't count, like bullshit. Yeah, I had an orgasm in that seven minutes. You had an orgasm in that seven minutes. And that wasn't even my intention. You know, I didn't even need to, but I did because I was open to it because there was no pressure. So nothing blocking, nothing blocking. Exactly. And I think that we do this a lot to ourselves, right? We create these, I have one hour with my kids. It's got to be perfect. And bringing back to that like quality time and that one hour of time. And this goes back to our schedules again. You know, I gave you guys the schedule for me pre COVID. And then what I found then Craig and I were like trying to bounce back and forth with our kids. We're like, hey, 50, 50, you get four hours to work. I get four hours to work. We're like, this not working. Yeah, But I it didn't that. feel good then to go to the space being like, and you mentioned this a bit earlier, like let's have, you know, someone come in to take care of our kids from nine to five every day. Because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm getting the shitty times with my kids. I'm getting them when they're waking up and getting them ready and getting them breakfast and blah, blah, blah. You guys, if you remember, don't like to do the doing of like making the food, getting the coffees. Doesn't like it, doesn't do doesn't it. Doesn't do it. So then at nighttime, also <laughs> the same thing. It's like, okay, then I would be like done work and would come in and then they're like, they've had a full on day. They're cranky. They need fed. They need to put to bed. I was like, no, this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So I hired someone that came in to help our family that would come in one to nine mm-hmm. a few days a week. Two days a week, one to nine meant that I got to go adventure and play with my kiddos in the morning. I I put pleasure first. Then when I plugged into work at one o'clock, I was like, oh, I'm like 
cup is filled, ready to dive in. And then knowing, I was like, and there's no bedtime routine for me tonight. I get to then go. I maybe might want to work tonight. I'm going to go hang by the river with Craig. We're going to go play tennis. We're going to go out for dinner. Mm -hmm. There was just so much, again, freedom in that. And I made a choice that like doesn't make sense for a lot of people. You know, why wouldn't you work during the day when normal people do? Be there for your kids at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that just comes back to so much permission, Mm -hmm. right? And in order to get to that place where you arrived and where we've kind of landed, it's like you have to be able to understand what is really going to feel good for you. Mm -hmm. And the thing is... Because now that that's going away from me, I'm kind of like, ah. Yeah, totally. Another, Another transition over here. Okay, and then on top of that, let's just go back to help because I also feel like I need to say that I also have a cleaning lady and someone who supports us in that area because when we look at how we want to spend our time or when I look at how I want to spend my time, like Dunk works week, he works Tuesday to Saturday, right? So, and you and I take weekends off. So we have one family day together essentially. And I'm often like, do we, do we really need to have a cleaning lady? Like, do we need to keep this service? But then when I look at our lives, I'm like, well, if we want to have any quality family time, like Sundays are our day, you know, Sundays and Mondays we spend time together. But I don't know, just looking at that time and being like, what do I value? You know, it's $50, It's $50 to have that support once every two weeks to know that it's there and that we get that freedom. For me, I'm like, yeah, take all of my money because if I have one day with my family, then I don't, that's not how I desire to spend my time. That's not how I desire to, you know, be, be operating. Yeah. And you know, I I have always had support in this realm. I've always had somebody that comes in and cleans my house. And I want to like take it back to something you said earlier too, where you're like, oh, must be nice. Must be nice that they can afford that, that they like hire that help. I have always like made these decisions even before it made sense. Mm -hmm. Like I have always like before I even had kids, because I was like, I value my time more than that money that's going out. And for those of you guys who have been around and listened to our stories and have heard like how I invested in our coach and it like left $12 in my bank account, I was still having a cleaning lady come. I was hiring, you know, someone to come help me when, when I was hiring that person to come in and help me after school, like from four to seven every day, there was like maxed out credit cards. Like I, I don't typically make these decisions when it makes sense in terms of like logical and from financial standpoints but I just choose like this is actually what's going to feel good for me this is what's going to feel supported this is what's going to like allow me to stay in energetic alignment with the stuff that I'm here to do in the world Mm -hmm. I love that stay in energetic alignment with the things that I'm here to do in the world I think that's so important because so many women we see just strain themselves right all day long and then they're too tired to actually do their god's work they're too tired to give they're too tired to create they're too tired to write they're too tired to sell they're too tired to do the things and how many of you land at the end of your day you know we talk feel like this comes up like once every other podcast when you like land at the end of your day and your head hits the pillow and you're like ah oh, another day went by and I didn't get to do that thing. You know, I didn't get to do what I'm here to do. And you end up feeling unfulfilled and you feel taken advantage of and resentful and angry. 
and hurt, right? And allowing yourself to make some of the decisions now that support your higher self is really going to invite healing in. It's really going to invite you to see what it feels like to really receive and be supported. Yeah, I'm definitely not one to wait till it's all figured out till I can see all the pieces of the puzzle. I'm like, oh, what do I need right now to live my best life? Mm -hmm. So there you have it, guys. I mean, I feel like that's there's probably still so much we could say about this, but one of us is flowy. One of us prefers a little bit more ritual. We We ask for help. So much help. We're open to receiving the help. We allow it in. And we both make our decisions. We, you know, we make decisions in alignment. We give ourselves permission. We give each other permission. And it it doesn't look the same for both of us. It doesn't look the same as what it looks like for, you know, my sisters, for my other friends. Like, we just really give ourselves the permission to do what feels right for us and our families. We sure do. So maybe you leave this podcast asking yourself, how could I be more supported? How can you get creative in seeking out support? And what would it feel like to really be fully held and supported so that you could take more time to invest in your own womanhood, your own desires, your own dreams? Take some time. Maybe you journal it out. Maybe you spend some time daydreaming. But know that whatever you desire is waiting for you. And it is right there when you allow yourself to reach out and ask for it. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us today and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang, so come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, 33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.